This is Billy Corbin, co-founder of Rack and Tour, director of Cocaine Cowboys, The U, and Magic City Hustle, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Casino Highlight. The fastest game in the world has come to Magic City. We showcase the best features of the sport, combined with the state-of-the-art court, and the talents of our very own, homegrown athletes, like myself, for a highlight experience like never before. But guys, remember to live the highlight. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. for joining us if you are already watching thanks for joining us here td's raising the roof we got fiu head coach jeremy ballard joining us today it's a it was it's a great show man i got my boy larry fresh over there (laughs) yeah we we got we got a good show no we got no basketball right now we got nothing to do with basketball but we got a basketball coach to be able to help us out with what's going on in the college realms of uh of the collegiate basketball season, man, because it's I know it's I know it's tough for you, coach, and you know you're trying to figure things out just like the rest of the world. Yeah, no doubt, just trying to trying to figure out the new normal. But but I really appreciate y'all having me on. This is an honor to be with you. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Well, uh, before we get started here, I want to. Last week we were doing we we're shouting out local businesses we we're working with um a few other people and because it's a tough time like we've been doing now this is what our third week now i think we've been doing this gus the yes. live stream quarantine. right yes yep. sir yeah the, the quarantine yep. shows yeah we're doing week three of quarantine corn stream uh, <laughs> corn stream yeah that's what we call it <laughs> so we've been doing it now for a few weeks and last week we started partnering up with uh some of the local businesses besides our normal sponsor magic city casino who we love uh so much and um Magic City Highlight, but we're also shouting out local businesses. And this week, I'm doing a little something a little different because this one is uh, this one is close to us, man. This is one of our boys, some, a, a friend of the show, a guy who's helped us out plenty, who's been a good, uh, who's was my neighbor for 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 a few years, <laughs> man. I hope he's watching, man, right now. But my boy Gio, Gio, he's doing some incredible stuff right now, and I wanted to give him a shout out. Giovanni Valdez, he's an insurance agent with Global Insurance Agency in Miami Lakes. He started a community fundraiser. It was all over the news. It's been on CBS, uh, NBC, and I think Channel 7. Uh, but he started a community fundraiser in partnership with his brother, Jason, his wife, Colette. Their mission is to help give back to the community during this COVID-19 crisis. A simple idea of wanting to feed the frontline workers and support small businesses has turned into a movement. Through the support of the community on their GoFundMe page, which I've put a link in the chat, they have been able to raise over $2,000 already and deliver close to 200 meals to healthcare heroes across South Florida. Wow. Region. They were, they were, yeah, they've been delivering food to, to the hospitals, to other frontline people. Every, everybody's out there, but they're not close to stopping yet. They, they have two more food deliveries scheduled for this week alone, and they hope to continue their hashtag fueling the frontline for weeks to come. Because everybody, we need all the help we can get. So to see more of how they are giving back, follow them on Instagram at fueling the frontline or to contribute to their cause, you know, I've put a link in the chat, and I'll be sure to put one at the end of the episode as well to remind people, but definitely that's our boy Gio, Global Insurance Agency. Hit him up, man. He's doing a good thing, so we got to we gotta show some love, man. Everybody's got to help each other out right now. It's very, very, uh, very important. So with that, though, we got some good stuff. We got Coach right there. You know, I got my boys. Oh, wait, no, this way, all on that side. So 
but yeah, oh, we already got some. <laughs> oh man, we got some FAU people on here right now. Amber Kittens, man. I know who that Sorry. is, man. Carlos, I, I, I ain't, I'm not giving him. That's the only comment I'm going to show his the whole show. So. Show <laughs> <laughs> them all, man. Yeah, man. No, no, we will. We will. Hey, whether you're an FIU fan, FAU fan, or we got a cane on the show as well, you know, we we give love to everybody. I got my, you know, I'm always happy to wear my my FIU garb, you know, my nice little baseball cap here and my shirt. So, yep, yep. Um, but again, Coach, thank you so much for joining us. For, for being a part of this show, helping us uh, helping us out here and, and to connect with not only, uh, you know, us here, but the, the people watching. We got, yeah. you know, there's a, FIU's got a, a passionate fan base, you know, especially when it comes to the athletics department, you know. It may not be obviously as, as big as, you know, some of these big schools, but we, we got a lot of love, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Uh, FIU's a special place, and, and, you know, to be amongst the fabric at FIU, I, I think there's a – a special kind of pe- people that go there and uh, we're, we're just proud to be a part of it. And, and we're hoping to keep building that network, keep building that pride. You know, I think great things have been happening across the spectrum athletically. And, and we're just trying to add to that. That's great, man. And I've, I've always said, you know, FIU, they need to build, to build that foundation, you know, in order, like it's a, it's a young program, the, the athletics program, it's young. It's only, it's only a few decades old, you know, compared to all these other big time schools that have been around for like, a century or something you know it's crazy yeah. so yeah so what, what what's it like for you you know to be part of something that's still growing and to you know you're responsible for the for the greatest uh season in FIU basketball history you know that that, that happened under your watch so what, what does it feel like to, to be part of something like that that's growing yeah I mean it, it's incredibly exciting it's, it's one of the reasons that I really wanted this job and and, and it's a job that I had my eye on for a long time um, because I, I felt like special things could could happen here. And, you know, what, what we're doing with our basketball program, we're really trying to mirror what's going on as a university. I mean, as a university, I mean, we're growing um, at breakneck speed by the day. And and, and we're becoming, a, with each day, we're becoming more and more of a prominent university. And, and so we're trying to, with each day, become more and more of a prominent basketball program. And, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate to hire an amazing coaching staff. I mean, those guys are the, are the best staff in the country. Um, they make up for all my shortcomings, which is a lot of them. So they got a lot. Of um, but they've done a great job. And, and we've been able to target FIU kids, um, kids that thrive in this environment and and also want to be a part of, of what we're building here. So, Coach, you know, I know you had I know you had goals this season going into 20, 2019 or 2020. And the what happened at the end of the season going into March, the coronavirus, obviously. And it put a damper on the end of your season. Now, the question is, what were your goals for 2019 and 2020 uh, for FIU? Yeah, well, we wanted to keep making major strides as a program. Uh, In our first year last year, uh, we had a 21 season, which was a goal of ours. Um, We had the best Conference USA record in school history. Um, You know, we had our first postseason win in school history. So we we had a lot of firsts. You know, we, we, we led the nation in a couple of categories, led the nation in steals led the nation in turnover margin, led the nation in turnover, turnover force. Um, so we wanted to build on that, and, and, and we did in a lot of ways. Um, you know, we, we, were, we were on our way to having another 21 season. Um, we had 19 and counting when the, when the season got canceled. Um, we had our best finish in Conference USA history, so, you know, we went, we went a step further with our Conference USA success. But, but our ultimate goal, TD, like all these college basketball programs, is to be a part of March Madness. 
And we got exactly that last year and, and competing in the CIT and winning a game on the road. It was a great experience for our guys. But but we we were set out to to get to March Madness. And you know, each day leading up to the conference tournament, uh, we showed the guys a, a different version of one shining moment, just so they could get a feel for what March Madness is all about. Um, you know, what, what this time of year, what, what it truly means and what they're playing for. And, and I really felt that we were playing our best basketball. We, we played a, a great game against Rice and, and we liked our draw. And we, we were excited about what we thought we could do the rest of that week. And and then obviously uh, COVID-19 hit and, uh, you know, we're still dealing with it. Well, you know, if University of Central Florida can claim a national title, then I think FIU can claim a conference USA title, right? <laughs> at, at the very least. Why not? <laughs> hey, if you want to do that, then yeah, I'll, 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 I'll vouch for that, yeah. I, I like where your head's at, Gus. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so now, let me uh, ask, well, well, go ahead. while this whole pandemic is going on and there's a social distancing and the stay-at-home orders, how has that affected your your job postseason? You know, right now, I guess you should be recruiting on the recruiting trail. How does how does how have you, how have you had to adjust? Well, the biggest adjustment is our guys aren't here, and you know, we really we really flourish in our program um, in largest part due to our personal connection with our players. And you know, our, our players are here. You know, we can reach out and touch them. You know, we can. We can be, they come by the office, we spend time with them. So all of them being home, um, it's hard. Um, we, we, you know, we miss them every day. You know, I miss those guys and I'm glad they're safe and with their families, but that's the biggest difference that they're not here with us. Um, on the recruiting front, um, you know, you can do everything um, remotely just about. I mean, you okay. we, we do Zoom calls with recruits. Um, you know, we, we can send videos. Um, online, you know, the, the video presentations, but, but the big, the big difference is, you know, these kids can't visit campus. So you have mm-hmm. a lot of kids making decisions on schools that they're going to um, and their schools that they will have never have visited. So, you know, that, that, that that's a really tough break for the kids. Um, I do feel that we're not at, um, not as, not at as big a disadvantage because we're in Miami. So, you know, yeah. we, we don't have to do a whole lot of selling to people for them to know that Miami is a great place to live and, and a place you want to be. So that gives us a bit of a, uh, an advantage, but it's still tough for everyone. Uh, coach, I want to ask you, and um, we got some, again, use CFI to this. What did they get out of here? Uh, <laughs> uh, but coach, I want to ask you, so while the, when we're getting to the end of the season, so let's go back, um, you know, end of February and you see, you guys have momentum. You guys are carrying it into, and you, you're you're thinking big picture. You're thinking March Madness conference tournament. Um, did you did the possibility of playing like games without any fans in there? Like, were you ever behind any? Because that was something people were talking about before the cancellation was, you know, maybe doing games in empty arenas. But as a fan, I feel that's kind of a little weird. I don't know how for you as a coach and and how your players felt about that. Was that something that realistically was even a possibility for you guys? Yeah, that's what we thought we were going to do. You know, we thought that we'd finish our tournament in front of an, an empty arena. And, you know, Conference USA tournament, for, for those who are, who are watching that don't know, we actually play at the Dallas Cowboys practice facility. So it, it's a really cool setup. It's this huge, you know, facility that, that they place these basketball court, two basketball courts um, in the middle of. Um, so, you know, we, we were all set to do that. And, and I'll tell you, like, you know, you ask any player, any coach, I mean, they just want to line it up and play. And, wow. and, mm-hmm. 
that's what it was all about. So, you know, it didn't matter if there was, you know, um, if the arena was at, at full capacity or if there was no one in there, like the passion was going to be there because it's March. No, you know, everyone was playing to be a part of March Madness. And, you know, I think everyone was coming to terms with, hey, this is probably how it's going to have to be. And and then, you know, it, it's it's crazy that the night that we beat Rice in the first round of the tournament is when this, the news came out with the Utah Jazz and oh. um, Rudy Gobert. Mitchell, yeah. And then yeah. it started happening like that. And, and they started canceling tournaments. You know, we were headed yeah. to shoot around for the game that day. When, when, when we got the call that the conference tournament was canceled. Um, and at that time, you know, it, 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 it's hard to go put yourself in that that same mental space, being that we've been dealing with this for so long. But yeah. when this first happened, like, we were thinking that it might just be postponed. You know, yeah. we're mm-hmm. like, we might play yeah. the following week. You know, they're just going to postpone it a week or so. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we took that news and stride. We want to get everyone back home, but there wasn't that sense of finality in any in any meeting we had because we thought that things might still go on um, and, mm-hmm. and until until farther in this, you know, social distancing quarantine world that we're in now that obviously we realized, hey, our, our season's over. And, and that was crushing for everybody, but for the seniors in particular. Were you able to reach out to your seniors eventually when, when it was final that they weren't going to play it anymore and – when they finally came down with the ruling that, yeah, everything's canceled, all spring sports are canceled and all of that, what, what did you, if you can share with us, what did you say to them? Yeah, how do you break that to them? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's hard. I mean, it, it's a crushing thing to do. And, you know, these guys work so hard for, for the chance to be a part of March Madness, um, you know, and, and, and your senior year when you put in all this work, years, um, a lifetime of work, you know, to, to enjoy that senior year and, and the fruits of your labor – you know, to have that snatched away from a whole nation of seniors, um, I mean, it, it was devastating. Um, obviously, in light of life and death, you know, that's, you know, that's that's very small. Um, but in the basketball world and the sports world, um, which these guys live and breathe, um, it, it was devastating. So, you know, to tell them that it was over was really hard. And I don't know that, you know, the world's been so upside down. I don't know if it's still even fully settled in yet um, to those guys, but you know that they, they were robbed of an opportunity. And, and, and yeah, I put myself. Go ahead, coach. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, TD. No, I was gonna say I can put myself in in that athlete mindset uh, because when I played at the University of Miami, and I had to transfer because they was taking my scholarship, and you know it's not the same thing as being told your season season's over, but you get a, a hard hit saying that something is taken away from you when you wasn't expecting it. And uh, the news to me was hard. I had to figure things out, but I had another opportunity to go play another school. You know, these kids that were told that, hey, the season is over and we were still trying to figure out everything that, as the thing goes on. Uh, I know it's pretty difficult for you to break it down to those kids and uh, put myself in their shoes. Uh, I know for a fact that they're taking it hard and it's going to be, a, they're going to have to get over this. It's going to take a long time for them to get over this, but eventually they will. And hopefully the university can get back to them and, and help them remember how important they were uh, before this thing happened. Right. And, and it just, you know, it, it's an old coaching adage. Like you can't take playing for granted. Um, mm-hmm. Play every game like it's your last because you don't know if it is your last. And we literally just lived that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the first round of a conference tournament game. We won. We played great. And like yeah. that, we're gone. Um, yeah. 
So it was, you know, and we talked, hey, play this game like it's your last game. And we did. And it literally <laughs> worked for some Yeah, time. literally what happened. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's a great lesson moving forward, man. This this thing can be taken from anybody. Uh, let's see here. We got a, a couple comments on here from the feed right now. Miriam, it's not the same. We need to something. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, – Actually, can you uh, – do you guys have anything maybe lined up once this all goes down to, like, honor the, the, the students and the student-athletes who missed out on this opportunity? Yeah, well, Miriam, we, we appreciate your uh, participation and, and watching. Um, I mean, that, that's a great point. But, I mean, this is such a fluid situation, um, you know, beyond just basketball. I mean, hey, they're trying to figure out how they're going to do graduations. I mean, imagine, you know, you work all your life to, to graduate college. Maybe you're a first-generation college graduate, and now, you know, that ceremony, which is so special to everyone, is taken away. So, uh, Miriam, I'm with you. We got to figure we figure out a way to, to honor these people. Um, A.J. Ricketts on our staff, who does an amazing job, he put together um, our own personal one-shining moment that, that, that was really special. Um, so, you know, that kind of honor the team and, and our seniors in particular. Uh, but but yeah, we we have to find a way once once things settle down and and we can have some sort of return to normalcy that we can um, that we can honor them properly. That's yeah, I'm watching CNN earlier that they're talking about normalcy for anything when it comes to sports or just everyday life. They're talking about 2021, and that's that's Ooh. that's a long exactly that's a long time for anything, especially when it comes to sports. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of sports fans going crazy, just <laughs> waiting for for their beloved sports to come back, whichever sport that happens to be, you know. But but for athletes in particular, that's got to be even more more of a crazy like feeling because hoopers want to hoop, you know what I mean? You guys want to get out there and, and to, to have that taken away from you, like you said, that's 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 got to be rough. Yeah, and, and no part. One of the beauties about basketball is you can go find a basketball game anywhere. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're hoopers everywhere. It doesn't matter if you do it organized, doesn't matter what your age is, like we're, we're robbing yeah. that, you know? So, you know, that ability to, to go down to the park and go down to the playground or to your local gym and go get a game. I, I mean, you know, what basketball is the exact opposite of social distancing. So, you know, <laughs> it's tough. Coach, I mean, you're talking you know, about hooping, getting it taken away from you. Are you a virtual hooper? I mean, are you getting your fix in, playing some 2K or something like that? I mean, how do you deal? I told myself that I might buy me one of these new games. <laughs> yeah. guys live on that. They live. Okay, that was my next question. That, yeah. My next question is, how's your home life right now, man? Being home for the past three weeks, you know, right. with your family. I see you. I don't know if yeah, you had yeah, that before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the quarantine haircut, the quarantine beard. Yeah. Um, I got a quarantine tan going on too, because I mean, I, you know, being in Miami and how I mean, the weather has been amazing. It has been. I, I'm out taking multiple walks a day, making recruiting calls, making calls to my staff. Um, you know, taking advantage of that while social distancing, of course. Um, but you know, so 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 that's been great. Um, a lot of time to get organized for whenever this thing does break. Um, studying a lot of film. Uh, watching a lot of recruit films. So, uh, you know, I, I found a routine and definitely staying busy. How many Zoom calls yeah. are you doing? I mean, oh, sorry, sorry, TD. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I know you mentioned that you're doing the recruiting thing over and over. Like, I, I feel like this that you're doing right now with us is like an all-day thing, I imagine. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if, if what we're on is in competition with Zoom, but 
I mean, Zoom shot got to be going through the Zoom. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm on Zoom calls all the time. Um, shout out to whatever system we're on because this is, you know, I, I, we got HD here, which is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Only it. the best at Lemon City, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we, 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 we in HD. We're right balling, we balling on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, Zoom. I mean, shoot. We zooming and everything, man. Mm-hmm. Coach, do you have access to the university? Do you do you are you able to go there or they locked you out from the university as well? Yeah, so the school is closed. Like if you gotta go get something in emergency, grab something from the office or whatever, like you can do that. But you know, our university's been very proactive and 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 trying to protect uh protect all, all the employees, all the students, and and, and so you know they, they got people shut out. So um I, I respect it. Um, you know, we we can work remotely. Um, so, so, you know, we're not trying to fight it. You know, we, 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 we want to end this thing, man. So, you know, yeah. we're yeah. social distancing is, um, the best we can and, and, and try to help everybody get through this. So, because I play high life and, you know, if you're not familiar with it, being from Atlanta, you know, it's a Spain, it's a sport that we originated in Spain. You know, it's kind of assimilated to racquetball and, and tennis. But the point I'm trying to get to is that I was told yesterday that in, in order for us to start playing again, we may have to take a test. May 1st, and, and whoever passes the test will be able to play, but the guys who either test positive have to self-quarantine until they, until they are healthy. Now, are you guys planning on doing something like that, doing testing universally? Is it setting something up like that so you guys can actually get together and start working on some basketball-related things? Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't even, you know, we haven't gotten that far with conversations yet. Obviously, there's so much that, that – uh, you know, our mayor's going to be in charge of, you know, with their, with his ordinances, um, you know, us being a, a, a state um, university, uh, obviously, you know, it, that, that's going to come down from the governor. So, and, and then the NCA, and then you got NCA having mandates. So there's yep. a lot of stuff that's just beyond our control, you know, that's, that's way above my pay grade in terms of the decision-making. So I'm not sure where we're going to fall with that TD. Um, you know, I mean, obviously not to dip too far into, politics or, or or the health sector but you know there's not there's not enough tests period out there so you know yeah. try to come up for tests for every sport for every athlete for every college you know I just don't see how that's going to be feasible um anytime soon so it'll be interesting to see what happens all right well let's um let's move past this whole corona thing and let's start talking about you know you Jeremy Ballard as a as a coach Right, I know. Uh, I don't know if this person is your friend over here, Amir Mohammed. He says we used to play PlayStation back in college. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right. PlayStation <laughs> yeah, so I'm probably telling on my. No, I don't know, Coach. How old are you, Coach? Because I'm 37 now. Yeah, I, I'll be yeah. 39, going on 39. Oh, so we ain't too far from yeah. each other there. You know exactly. I'm 38. I'm, yeah. I'm there with you, Coach. I'm okay, from the yeah, same yeah. era. So we're good. PlayStation too, but no. Shout out to Amir. Um, we, we we used to uh, um, mm-hmm. Muhammad, we used to have some battles. Um, yeah, NBA football, uh, March Madness. Um, yeah, um, all you know. I mean, we we, we yeah. were on it, man. We'd have we'd have tournaments set up, and and uh, NCAA football was really the uh, that that, that was that was hard back then. Yeah. Now you're talking Edwin's language there. That's he yeah. loves yeah. NCAA football. <laughs> oh, hey, real deal. There's people selling because they stopped making the football game in 2014, and there's people now because this quarantine thing and they got nothing to do. They're like the resale value. If you have NCAA, 
Yo, people are selling it for like hundreds of dollars, not for a game right now. It's yeah. ridiculous. I'm yeah. telling you. I, I still got the March Madness games that I was in, you know. Like, <laughs> like hey. Ah, yep. yeah. You got to keep that, Kobe. Yeah, you got to keep going. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you play, that, you play that Colgate. Yep. Right? And then you became uh, an assistant like right out of college. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it's kind of atypical. Um, I, I went up to – I was born and raised in Atlanta, East Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went up to Colgate and played. Um, and then uh, the year after I graduated, my head coach a- actually offered me a job to, to coach. So, you know, um, for two years, I, I coached two years of guys that I actually played with. Um, so, you know, it, it was a unique, you know, unique deal. Yeah. I had players, the, the players that were older than me. Um, so I got, I, you know, so I was able to start off as a, you know, full-time assistant. Um, you know, I jumped right to the fire. Um, I was there for three years. I went from there to the University of Tulsa, which at that time, University of Tulsa was in uh, Conference USA. Um, you know, it was, it was a different yeah. iteration of Conference USA. But I was there for five years. I went from there to VCU. And, and then from there, I kind of jumped around a little bit. I went. For, I was there at VCU for three years. Then I went to Illinois State for a year. I went to Pitt for a year, University of Pittsburgh, back to VCU and and then and then here at FIU. So let me, let's talk about your your time at VCU, uh, coaching under under Shaka Smart, because VCU they caught some shine, right, for a little bit under yeah. Shaka Smart. So what was that whole experience like? Yeah, it was phenomenal. I mean, obviously, you know, Coach Smart, um, you know, went to a Final Four. Um, you know, went to six straight uh, NCAA tournaments, I believe, while he was there at VCU. Mm-hmm. Um, he took a job that had been a great job. Coach Anthony Grant did a phenomenal job there. Um, Jeff Capel did a great job there. And Coach Smart even took it to another level. Um, yeah. He took the program from the CAA to the A-10. Um, didn't miss a beat. Um, so it was a special time. BCU's a special place. Um, you know, they, they sell out every game. They literally, I think they got like 115 straight sellouts. Um, so, you know, they, 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 you know, there's no pro sport team there. Um you know, there's no football team there, so mm. it, it is the deal there. So yeah. that was awesome, you know, to, to work under Coach Smart, uh, to work with Mike Rhodes, who's now the head coach at VCU, uh, Mike Mur- Will Wade, who's the head coach at LSU, Mike Morrell, who's a uh, head coach at UNC Asheville. All these guys are now head coaches and having success. And and then everyone yeah. that's on my staff um, that, that we brought in um, worked at VCU at one time or another as well. And, and I worked with them. So that's a, that's a nice coaching tree you got there. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a brothership, sounds like. Yeah. yeah. We're fortunate to be a part of it. And, and a lot of the things we do um, are, are based off of things that we did when we were at BCU. Yeah. Nice. So, which, which uh, you know, like you said, you've bounced around for a few different places. Which program do you feel like has helped most mold your, your coaching style or your way of going about? Yeah, well, this isn't a you know this is not a political answer, but I literally like I, I was I was fortunate to work for great people at every stop that I was at, and it was a lot of them, and very good coaches as well. So I've taken things from every program that I was at, um, but 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 I I would say that my time at um, VCU has been uh, you know um, you know had the most profound impact uh, on on what we do. Uh, would you would you say that's because of the stage that they played on? Well, just you know the mentality. So you know yeah. we've come here and you know VCU we had a style of play Coach Smart created called Havoc, and you know it really kind of he kind of took the country by storm. You know, and that was 
you know, uh, in your face, full court pressure, trapping, getting after people on defense, um, you know, attacking you on offense and, you know, going, you know, going after it didn't matter who was in front of you. You know, we weren't scared of anybody. And, and so we, we get here to FIU and we, we brought yeah. that mentality. And, um, you know, last, like I said, last year, we played at the fastest tempo in the country in our first year, led the nation in steals, led the nation in, in turnovers forced, mm-hmm. led the nation in turnover margin, one, one of the highest points per game uh, in, in the country. So, you know, we brought that mentality here with our own flair and our own twist, but the mentality that was born from, from what we did at, at RBCU days. And I got to tell you, it's fun to watch, you know, being there at, at uh, most FIU games, covering those games. I mean, there's a few times you guys flirted with putting up a little Benjamin and putting up 100 points there, man. That's crazy right. for a college game. Like, that's, you rarely see that. Right. So. Yeah, so, you know, we, we, we want to play a style that's, you know, pleasing and entertaining to fans, mm-hmm. but we also feel that it gives us the best chance to win because, like you said, not many teams play like this. So, you know, we, we want to be unique. I, I, I'm not – we're not trying to be like everyone else. Um, I know myself. I'm not going to – I don't sit here and think that I can – out coach all these coaches doing what they do. We're going to do what we do. And, you know, we're going to make people try to adjust to us. Um, and, and, you know, we, we've had some success doing that so far. So coach, how do you, how do you go? I'm sorry, Edwin, what kind of, what kind of player do you like recruit for, for your style? What do you look for mostly? Yeah. Um, competitive, um, you know, aggressive, uh, not scared of the moment, team guys, toughness, um, you know, th- those are all the intangible things you're looking for and mm-hmm. and uh, skill, speed, athleticism. Those are the tangible things that, that we really value as well. Coach, right. I got a question. Um, and thank you, guys. Everybody who's on the chat that's been uh, mm-hmm. asking questions. We're going to try to get through as many of them as possible. We really appreciate it. Just keep them coming, man. Uh, and, and coach, again, thanks for your time. Um, let me ask you. So you went right in from from your, your playing days in college right into to coaching. That's not like not everybody can do that. You got to be any type of coach at any level, you know, assistant, uh, bench, head coach or anything. There's a certain moxie that you got to have. Not everybody has it. You have to be a teacher. You have to be someone that can get through to people. When did you know that that was something that was for you? Had you been thinking about that while you were still playing? Was that something that you were like, yo, like, like, I mean, did you grow up thinking maybe one day I'm going to be a coach or was your dream like, oh, one day I'm going to try to make it to the NBA? Like when, you know, how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, um, great question. Um, yeah, and, and I know my route has kind of been atypical in some ways, but I can tell you I was extremely typical in that I thought I was going to play in the NBA all the way up until the NBA draft in my senior year when they were were never going to call my name. Um, you know, I, that was always my hope. I know that fellow. Somehow I was going to break through and, you know, somebody see the beauty in my game. So, no, I love to play. Like, I was I – was, super competitive. Um, but you know, I, I played point guard. Um, you know, I was a team captain. So, you know, when, when you're, when you're kind of the quarterback on the court, when you're a team captain, you know, you take on a kind of a player coach role. And, um, you know, I think as I, as I got older, I was like, well, yeah, I, I want to stay in basketball. You know, when, whenever my playing career is over, like I want to keep playing. And in a lot of ways, I wanted to try to go overseas to play, um, and large because I could still play and I was in good shape and all that. But in large part, I thought it would help me get a, a good coaching job to say that I was a pro player. Mm-hmm. Um, so when my college yeah. offered, gave me that opportunity, um, I jumped at it because I, I knew that I would get into coaching 
um, eventually. So I was fortunate just to get an early start with it. Nice. Were there any opportunities to, to play overseas? That Was that a thing for you? Yeah, so I actually um, I went down to a big – it was called InfoSport. It was like a big combine down in uh, the Central Florida area, Almonte Springs, Almonte Springs. Um, all these players were there. Um, you know, the, the claim to fame that I remember when I was there, Jamario Moon, who ended up playing for <laughs> the Cavs, super yeah. athlete, went yeah. straight from Juco to pro. Um, he was in the same camp, and I mean, he was putting on a dunk show at the time. <laughs> no, I remember that guy. So, so they like put this database, put you in this database with your eval. And I remember getting hurt right before going to that. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't at, you know, full speed, but, um, you know, I remember training and, and be, getting ready to go, you know, try to give it another uh, shot to go overseas. And, you know, I think I could have gotten someone to, to, to take me. Um, and, and then I got the job offer. Nice. Nice. Let's see. We got one here. Coach, can you talk about the game and how it's changed since you played throughout your coaching career? TJ Smith. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to TJ. TD. TJ's a great question. TJ, uh, you'd love TD. Uh, TD, you'd love TJ. He was a um, all conference corner cornerback at at Colgate while when I was there. So he he had he had that was up. He had the interception to win the Patriot League championship our senior year. So and he could hoop. But no, I appreciate the question. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, I, I appreciate the question, TJ. Um, you know, I mean, it's changing a lot. I mean, it's changed in the last five years a lot. And um, I, I think what you've seen happen is more positionless style of basketball. Um, you know, where everyone on the court, we, where, where coaches are really trying to get as much skill on the court as possible. Um, you know, it's not the same box that you pick where it's like, you know, point guard set the, t- set the, you know, set the table for everyone else, uh, shooting guard, take the shots, uh, power forward, play on the block. You know, like we don't do that. We don't even have positions on our team. We have two positions, playmakers and a monster. Uh, we call the monster, um, you know, it, it's your traditional fireman. That's what we call a monster and everybody else is a playmaker. So, you know, we, we don't even go right. and, and we've got at least four playmakers on the court at any given time. Um, there have been times in my two years here that we've had five playmakers on the court. So, wow. you know, um, Coach Spo and the Heat kind of kind of popularized it, you, you know, mm-hmm. with the Heat back then and, and with their positionless basketball. And, and, and that's really where the game's going. Um, you know, I, I think the game is getting faster just because, you know, the at, they're becoming so much more athletic. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's becoming more – technical you know with all the advances we have in technology and you know all the information we have at our at our fingertips to scout our opponents um to evaluate your own game you know to to, to you know imagine if we grew up and had youtube where we could just put <laughs> in and 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 they would be so much better moves. like we didn't have that um yeah. so, you know th- th- there's there's a lot of things that, that have changed and it, it is constantly changing Man, let me ask you. Yeah, one thing you touched on, uh, coach. Yeah. Go ahead, Tanard. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, the one uh, thing he touched on is the 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 the, the, <laughs> the one thing coach touched on is uh, the future of how things are going. We have the access to YouTube, have access to uh, nutrition, and you have the access to just everything in front of you at a particular moment. When we were playing, it was tough for us to have that. You know, we had it was like if we brought anything we did into this phase, it would be like dinosaurs. 
So uh, <laughs> seeing a seven footer who can handle the rock is like mind blowing to me. But for you right now, it's like that's typical because these kids are getting so good. They're learning at a young age on how to be a playmaker and just being a typical, okay, I'm seven foot, you automatically go to center. And that's not the case anymore. Right. Or, or you know, just what center once was isn't what it is now. And, and you yeah. know, so, you know, centers are centers are playing on the perimeter. They're they're yeah. they're, they're, they're dribbling. They they have to guard all positions. Um, but you know, so to go back to his question, there's there's been a lot of philosophical changes, a lot of uh, strategy changes, um, and, and I think it's for the better. You know, pe- people complain about all the three point shooting now, but you know, I I, I think we tend to um, mythologize some of the basketball we grew up with a little bit and. You go in and pop in one of those games. Uh, there's not nearly as much excitement as as, as you know we, we like to think that there was. Um, so you know I, I think the advancements have been good, um, and, and I think the best is is yet to come. I mean, who would have thought that there would be a LeBron James, someone six eight, his style being able to, to to do what he does? Like, what's next? Like, can it keep going? Is it going to keep going? Like, I mean, what's the next evolution? Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's scary and awesome to think about at the same time. I think, Gus, you had a question? Yeah, you mentioned uh, Coach Spo in the Miami Heat a little earlier. Do you have any access to them at all? Is there a relationship with that organization? And how do, how do you feel like that? If you do, does that does that give you, like, a little, little advantage? Yeah, I mean, well, number one, we're fans. Uh, you know, what Coach Riley has done, what Coach oh, yeah. has done, I mean, that that's something for everyone to model. I mean, they've they've really, um, you know, which isn't always the case on the professional level. They they built their success around culture and and, and people um, and investing in people and culture. So, um, you know, we, we watch what they do, you know, whenever we can catch a game and we can get tickets. We, you know, we're, we're all about it. I live right down the street from AAA. So, um, you know, it, it's awesome. Um, I, for one, I'm always watching NBA games. Um, looking for stuff I can pick up on, yeah. stuff that can just stimulate my own brain for my team. Um, but you know, the, the, the Heat are busy during, you know, the, they're busy in their season during our season. Now, yeah. you know, they send scouts to our games all the time. Um, you know, so they, you know, the, they definitely keep their eye on us, and 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 we appreciate that. And and um, you know, would love to continue to extend the relationship um, with the Heat um, because you know, obviously, we we all admire what they've done and what they're doing. Now, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, culture because every, anytime somebody asks me, oh, how's this new uh, FIU basketball coach? I always tell them, man, the, the biggest change that I've seen in the team is the culture. You know, I, I, I see the, the way that the, the players go about the game, even post-game press conferences are night and day compared to um, uh, before. It's just I, that, that whole culture of the organization that, you, that you're building there. So I commend you for that. Yeah, to big, to big, sorry, I just want to piggyback on what Gus was saying there. We've been doing, you know, we've seen the transition in the football program for mm-hmm. two seasons before, you know, Butch got there. We were covering it. We've seen it, you know, before your arrival here. So, like, we, we can honestly say there, you can see this whole shift that in, in, in attitude and in, in mm-hmm. everything um, from, from not just what you see on the court, but, like, what people are talking about, the excitement level and everything. So, yeah, we, we, we've seen it, man, so. Well, I appreciate y'all saying that. We, we've worked hard at it, and all the credit goes to my staff and, and our players. Um, you know, they're bought into the vision that we have. That you know, they're bought into trying to do something that's unprecedented at FIU, and 
and, and they've been well on their way in our first two years. Great. Great. So one of our, uh, one of our listeners here, he wants to, he wants to know how involved are you in the marketing and branding of the team? You know, for like for recruiting purposes and stuff, do you, are you involved in, uh, what it is that you're putting out there or is it, is that all the, the athletics social media team there headed, headed by uh, my boy, Mike over there. Yeah. So (laughs) does an amazing job over there in the marketing, Um, you know, that whole, that whole department, sports marketing, our sports information department, um, they, they all work tirelessly to help promote our program, to help brand our program. Um, our assistant coaches, uh, Zay Anderson in particular, our video coordinator and director of player personnel um, uh, or director of player development, he, he's instrumental in getting a lot of videos out there and, and doing stuff as well. So it's really a group effort um, to, yeah. you know, promoting, promoting our program, um, promoting our, our student athletes and, and, and creating the brand um, that, that has become FIU basketball. All right. So what, what do we have, given that hopefully things go back to normal sooner rather than later, what do we have to look forward to next season? Yeah, I, I mean, the, our, our returning players making, you know, huge steps in their game, huge steps in their maturity. Um, they, they've had a lot of, uh, you know, taste of success, um, you know, set some firsts, um, set a lot of records in their time here. And, and um, you know, that's, you know, I, I tell our guys all the time, um, we didn't come this far just to get this far. Um, so so mm-hmm. let's keep moving. Uh, th- th- there's a lot out there for us to accomplish. And they all have dreams. And their dreams matter to me. Um, you know, they, they've been chasing the dream of being a pro player their whole life. I'm here to help them catch that dream. But I also get I want them to understand that your best opportunity of achieving that dream is by the team having success. Um, so the, the, the more success the team has, the, the, the more success that will be bestowed upon individuals. So, um, you know, we're excited about the future. Um, you know, I'm hoping that future comes sooner rather than later, but you know, everyone is. Coach has got that, that voice right there. I don't know about you. I felt a little, you know, I was about to put on a Jersey yeah, right I now. Felt, you know? I felt <laughs> that. I felt that. Hey, we got Hey, well, uh, Coach, again, I want to thank you again for for joining us and and being a part of this. Um, But before we let you go, I do want to I want to do a little like get to know you uh, for for the people watching that maybe know a little bit more about Coach on a on a personal side here. We uh, we had some questions that people were asking on Instagram that we took in. Mm -hmm. So I know uh, Miriam wanted to know, are you a Backstreet Boys or in sync? I don't know. That's just that's what they want to know. They wanted to know. Miriam, Miriam, you've been coming with some questions. I, I, I it. I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, I, I would, I would pick option C, which is new addition all day, every day. There you uh, go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Parameters of this question, and I'll say in sync because of Justin Timberlake. All right, awesome. all right. So now, uh, you're, you're, you're all right. So um, I'm, I'm gonna assume that that you're into hip hop like the rest of us over here. Did you catch? the DJ premiere versus the RZA stream the other day. Um, so I did not get <laughs> that, but I, so some of my best friends from college, a couple of them who have you seen mm-hmm. on there, TJ and Amir, we were inspired by the whole, you know, Lil John, who, who was it? Lil John and um, Lil John T. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Swiss beats. And um, was it Swiss? Tim- Beats? Timberland. Timberland. Yeah. So we were like, man, yep. 
we, we need to have our own. So we had a big thing about who who was better, 90s R&B or 2000s R&B. So, like, we, we had, like, 12 people on there, and, like, we're playing music, yeah. going back and forth. But <laughs> I did not – one of my boys was just telling me that that, that was – that, that that was a dope battle um, with Primo and RZA. Mm-hmm. Uh, who'd you go with there, RZA or, or Primo? I'm gonna have to go with Primo, man, just because the way that he the way that he scratches a record is just impeccable. Yeah, man. no doubt. Yeah. Man, no I feel, I thought I thought Coach was about to tell us that he has like a, a mixtape out there or something <laughs> coming out. Yeah, I thought that's something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I won't be hey, I won't be surprised. Hey, so, I will say that. There might or might not be some cipher freestyle cipher floating around the internet. Uh, yeah. there with yeah. so, hey, coach, you ever want to put something together? How that's your boy, man. Let him know, Twan. Coach has got his own SoundCloud page under an alias yeah. where he's just popping out mixtapes and stuff. I love it, uh, coach. Now, okay, so you said obviously you're a basketball fan. I know you 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 got your relationship with the Miami Heat, but NBA wise. What's your what's your team? You grew up a, a Hawks fan, or you got in a different allegiance, or what? Yeah, so I, I mean, I grew up rooting for all the hometown teams. So I definitely, you know, I rooted for the Hawks. But I mean, you know, I, I was a Jordan fan like everybody else. So yeah, you know, I, I wanted the Hawks to win, but you know, I was I, I, I was always pulling for MJ. Um, I still pull for the Hawks now. I pull for the Heat because I'm here. Um, you know, I, I'm te- you know I'm Team Heat. Um, but 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 I, I'm a big LeBron fan. So man, I, I probably watched. Almost every Lakers game, you know, or part of almost every Lakers game this year. So um, I would say those are the three teams that you know, I probably keep up with the most. So let me uh, ask you about let me ask you about the Hawks real quick because we saw Vince Carter might have played his last game as a, as an Atlanta Hawk, right? And in his in in his career, can you talk about what what does that mean for a player like Vince Carter to like just have that, and he didn't know he was gonna play his last game until they announced it that day. You know what I mean? Well, Gus, I can tell you what it means for me. It means for me that I'm old. We were yeah. in high school, man. We played in four decades. He's still old. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, storied career, great career, legendary dunker. Um, you know, someone that kind of really transformed his game late in his career. Yeah. Kind of became a three point shooter, and and you know, I think a great teammate, and 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 leader to younger players so you know that I, I know Atlanta fans really embraced them and, and loved them and um you know we'll so we'll be sad to see them go but you know we're really excited to see what Trey Young's gonna do in the future and who we can add to uh, help Trey out you mentioned Trey Young is that is that because I was gonna ask you who's like who, who do you like watching play right now of the young guys and obviously we all enjoy watching LeBron we love watching the big guys but it, who's like the up-and-coming guy that you're like man this kid's got game I mean because everybody I was gonna mention Trey Young but I'm I love watching Luka Doncic that that guy I don't understand how that's even possible at his age his size and everything yeah. but who's somebody like that that you like watching yeah I mean Luka's a beast I mean he's on you know he's almost a triple double every night um you know what Trey what Trey Young is doing is amazing. Um, you know, he was averaging almost 30 and 10 this year. Uh, John Morant with the yeah. Grizzlies, super exciting, you know, and that Russ Westbrook, uh, Russ Westbrook mold. And I'm a big Russ fan, so seeing another guy that come around that's kind of like that is exciting. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I would say you kind of hit on three of the most exciting ones. Luca, Ice Trey, and uh, John Morant, I think, are, are some of the most exciting players in the game right now. And, of course, yeah. Uh, Zion, Zion, 
I think this one. I think this one was for you. There, lights project path. <laughs> You're wrong for that, TJ. <laughs> and they reminded me. Yeah, I mean, where I'd be crazy if I didn't say Zion Williamson. Obviously, I mean, you know, of course. So to watch him, and you know, like we talked about earlier, what's next? You know, like Zion is what's next. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody six nine and two hundred and eighty pounds jumping through the roof and. Uh, with skill, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he missed like half the season, and then he comes back, plays a couple of games, and they're throwing him to the Rookie of the Year conversation. Crazy. Because he has an amazing couple of games, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's special. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the guy broke out of his shoe. Like, that, to me, is still one of the most underrated, like, things that they don't right. talk about enough. I mean, the guy cuts, and he broke out of his shoe, man. Like, come right. on, man. He's a beast. And when he squeezed that basketball, and you see him, like, actually, like, pressing down on a – on a, come on, man. That dude's insane, man. But hopefully he stays <laughs> he stays healthy, man. I'd love to keep watching it, but – No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. All right, Coach. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. We are looking forward to – what you have in store for the future of FIU basketball. Everybody listening, thank you for joining us. Uh, episode 191, thank you to Magic City Casino for sponsoring us like always. Thank you, and, uh, and Thank you to Gio and what he's doing with his uh, fuel. Uh, oh, man, <laughs> I forgot the name. My bad, dude. Hold on. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not doing a good job here. The, the, I'm sorry. Fueling the Frontline, at Fueling the Frontline. Check it out on Instagram. Go show him some love. And uh, remember, if you're out there, guys, we're all suffering. We're all in quarantine. If there's a way you can help out your neighbor, help out your friend, if you can help out somebody you don't even know, if you can do some groceries, think about everybody else, man. Take care of each other. And thank you again for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you, everybody, for – oh, Miriam says thank you for answering her silly question there. <laughs> Let's uh, go. Thanks for having it. Tyrone, thank you for watching. Appreciate Shout it. Shout out to Tyrone. Shout out to the commission. Thank you. <laughs> My brothers. Thank you all for having me on. This was big time. I'd love to be on anytime y'all have me. Appreciate Thanks, it, Coach. Coach. We get Miriam on here. Miriam would be a, a great podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, Max, Max and I go back to middle school, so we, we go back way, way back. So, yeah. So, I yeah. But, hey, again, Coach, thank you so much. Thank you guys for watching. Remember, like, share, subscribe, uh, share with your friends, share with your family. Get this mm -hmm. out there, man. Thank, thank you, Coach. Thank you, TD. Gus, pleasure. Everybody, All right, thank Coach. You. Good night. Stay healthy. Stay in shape. Appreciate y'all. wrote a song about it, like the kid, here go. Oh, no! With us you live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads.